Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Monday, December 12th. 2022 and i'm your host john june and of course this guy to my left that would be my my homie greg penniman aka g money greg how we doing today brother doing well doing all right man we got some some last minute this is a big game you know a lot of players are either have columnary going against columnary so i'm in one, one of those going against we'll see what happens uh you know d hops in this you know we got uh big games tonight pretty much for fantasy playoffs implications yeah definitely big fantasy implications fantasy playoff implications. There's also some real life NFL implications. Uh, so always fun when that happens. So uh, it was a rough, not a rough week, but you know, 50% of people were happy at the end of this week. And then there was 50% of people that weren't happy at the end of this week. Uh, granted yeah. again, you don't need a miracle here with, you know, with the Monday night game coming up, but I mean, uh, if you, yeah, if you, a lot of situations, a lot of situations, but if you have been eliminated from playoff contention, then make sure you continue to pay attention because, uh, that is that's important paying attention. Um, even if you you're out of it because that's how you hit on players like you know, AJ Brown of years past, uh, David Johnson of years past. Like, I'll never forget this. I, I, I remember. This was actually around the same time I met you, Greg. Like everybody was talking about David Johnson, and like I, you know, I don't even what you, that would have been like 2015, and everyone's talking about David Johnson as like being a top three pick, and I was like, yo, where is all this David Johnson love coming from? <laughs> you know, and it's because I had gotten eliminated from the playoffs the year before, and I didn't pay attention. I just stopped paying attention, and I didn't know that David Johnson's rookie year, he went on to have a ridiculous stretch down the fantasy playoffs that helped win people titles because he was a a popular waiver wire pickup at that time of the year, 2014. So if you, if that's you, pay attention, right? Keep keep listening to us. Keep listening to other shows. uh, You know, reading articles. Stay in your routine that you normally would. You know, if your league doesn't allow you, if your league allows you to continue to make roster moves, like keep playing as if you want to continue to win, uh, regardless of, of, you know, obviously, unless your rules state, like, you know, once you're eliminated, you can't make any more transactions or anything like that. But, you know, just do the best you can to stay involved because it's only going to help you going into next year. Yeah, no, to piggyback off that, yeah, the most famous after 2016, David Johnson's got to be. 2020 2022 Amara St. Brown, man. That was uh, what he was last year coming on that stretch. And everyone was like, who's this guy getting, you know, eight plus catches a game towards in week 18. And then he getting you here. Now he's a, he's a wide receiver one bona fide guy. And yeah, especially for like those keeper leagues that allow you to just keep play anywhere. Uh, if you keep a, if you can add keeper players now, like uh, on the waiver wire, that might be even hurt or that was season ending IR or like something like that. Uh, yeah, add them and um, yeah, stay pay attention. Yep. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, let's let's get into the the quarterback position. Uh, one of those guys was actually, you know, one of the guys we'll talk about a little bit later was actually one of those guys 
you know, two years ago in, in Jalen Hurts, but we're, we'll talk about him in a little bit. We're going to talk about the quarterback swags, though. And this one's going to start with uh, Trevor Lawrence. Finished as the QB1 on the week, thus 30 of 42, 368 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, no interceptions, but did add seven rushing yards to go along with a rushing touchdown there, 33.4 fantasy points. Uh, you know, a week later than what we thought, but still had, you know, major, uh, you know, still thought that Trevor Lawrence had major upside coming to this matchup with Tennessee, which just been given up to quarterbacks as of late. And Trevor Lawrence battled through that toe injury to, to really have, you know, his best performance of the year here. Yeah, man, he's uh, he's he's hot right now, actually. And he's doing what he's got to do uh, fantasy wise uh, when he's healthy. He's been doing what he, he's doing. A great job. Uh, I have to thank him. You know, he helped out kind of, you know, the insert Tennessee, you know, insert a Jacksonville wide receiver start of the week. So you know, I thought it would be Christian Kirk, but it happened to be Zay Jones. So I feel like, uh, you know, I'll take a little credit for him. Trevor Lawrence doing that for me. Uh, but yeah, he he's I think he's a uh, going down a stretch, man. He's a QB one, I think for sure. And he, there's not a lot of guys I, I want above him right now. Oh yeah, he's he's most definitely a QB one. Um, you know, I will take some credit because he was my sleeper quarterback on the year. Um, there you go. You know, was priced pretty late, but again, the pedigree that he has. You know, if you kind of just you know were willing to throw out last year with, with Urban Meyer there, you know, this guy has looked every bit the number one overall pick that we thought he was when he was coming out of Clemson. I know people, you know, really wanted to, you know, slander him after just one bad year, but, you know, you really look at what he's done. He's, he's playing really well. And, and Oh, by the way, gets Calvin Ridley next year. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> added to this, added to this offense. Um, Let's move on to the QB2 on the week. I, I say it every week, man. Just not any quarterback I'd rather have in fantasy right now than than Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's just so consistent. You know, doesn't have to – can get it done multiple ways this week. A little bit of both, 217 passing yards, two passing touchdowns on 21 of 31 attempts, seven carries for 77 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown there, 30.4 PPR or fantasy points on the day. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, you know, this here promo right now live on Did It, which is this new app that you could find me on. Uh, you could find different experts on, but you could find me on there as well. I was talking to somebody and they asked me about some of my my favorite props. Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown, that was one of them, and it hit. So, uh, you know, a little pat on the back. So, if you want to, you know. Find me on Did It. You can, uh, and we can get one-on-one FaceTime chats. Uh, so just you know, ahead of these fantasy playoffs. But Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Jalen Hurts? Yeah, man, continuing to prove that he's the MVP this season on a dominant team, a team that was, yeah was gonna kill the Giants rushing-wise, and you know he helped in that. Just uh, the amount of easy runs he had, easy first-down runs he was creating. Uh, was very impressive and uh, continuing to roll. Uh, passing wise, he almost had another passing touchdown. Uh, uh, Devontae Smith was one leg away from one foot away from getting that in the end zone as well. So uh, it's, it's just there's really no cap for this man right now. Yeah, no, he's he's playing fantastic and and it's definitely what you love to see. Uh, moving on to this next guy, and I got to get to the sound effects for this one because this was my 
my quarterback start of the week. Jared Goff, uh, 37 or 27 of 39, 330 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, also added nine rushing yards, 26.1 fantasy points on the day. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Jared Goff? Yeah, Jared, talk about a guy that, you know, if there was a most improved kind of player of the year in the NFL, like he's definitely got to be up there with, with Geno Smith and like the improvement from last year to this year, Detroit as a team improving. Uh, the last couple of weeks, Jared Goff has been hot as well. Uh, had an excellent matchup, of course, with Minnesota, uh, but both quarterbacks play well and Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff just going back and forth. So that was good to see Jared Goff. Uh, he's going to be uh, also, again, winning some people some fantasy championships this week as well. Yeah, just not this week against the New York Jets. Um, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, nah, Jared Goff, I mean, obviously this was a great performance. Minnesota was one that we've been uh, – he was my again, my quarterback start of the week. So I, I definitely felt this coming, you know, especially after what he's – like you said, what he's done in recent weeks. He's He's been phenomenal. Um, yeah, just to think that how he's playing right now, uh, people aren't probably used to seeing this version of Jared Goff con- pretty consistently. No, not since the, I guess the the Rams year when they were just the explosive offense. They were, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on to these quarterback swags and the number four quarterback on the week. Greg, would you look at that, Russell Crazy. Wilson, Crazy. Uh, the quarterback five on the week. That will be Greg's quarterback start of the week. Kirk Cousins. Quarterback six. This one I couldn't believe. Uh, but Greg, I'm pretty sure you 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 were on this one. Uh Brock Purdy. So oh, Purdy, yeah, Purdy, Purdy, shout Purdy, out to Brock Purdy, Purdy, Purdy man. I was out here for Brock Purdy, man. You already know. <laughs> uh Purdy, Josh Purdy Allen. That's pretty good. The QB seven. Uh Geno Smith, QB eight, Patrick Mahomes nine, Justin Herbert ten, Daniel Jones eleven. And Ryan Tannehill, the QB twelve. Greg, any of these top twelve performances stuck out? I mean, I, I there's got to be a couple, but there's one I know that uh, right. should be sticking out. Definitely, definitely Brock Purdy for sure. I mean, Russell Wilson, uh, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's because uh, there's there's no way I cannot say this is this is a fluke, man. I'm just I'm all over the fluke status. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> He can I replicate. Mean, I mean, this is the second best game. Of, no, the first game. Well, the Raiders game and this game are the two outliers. No, the Seattle game. game. This is best uh, game. I think. The oh, uh, oh the week one Seattle. game. Uh, but he had he had a lot. He had three t- passing touchdowns in the in the Vegas game at least. You know, he also had three passing touchdowns in this game, and he did. Some, he did. Somebody he did. said <laughs> that that would happen on the show. So. Uh, Greg, you said you you didn't even know if, if you'd be able to show up. So how did you muster up the the courage and the will to show up today, despite the three passing touchdowns by Russell Wilson, which by the way now ties him his bathroom for the number of bathrooms in his home. Crazy. I mean, now he's yeah, uh, he's he's right there on his bathroom count. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> he's got four weeks left to get uh, one more, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did have a pretty scary concussion. He did have a um, concussion. Which, yeah, he he went down almost immediately, and you, you you knew at that moment that, yeah, he's he's not coming back into this game, which was 
kind of upsetting a little bit because he was on his way to having a, a really good game. I mean, he did all of this in like three quarters, uh, also added 57 rushing yards there. So, you know, it was uh, – he and he, he – I think he got tackled or he fell down at like the five or six-yard line. So, yeah, this very well could have been a four-touchdown uh, day or more potentially for Russell Wilson. But uh, yeah, Brock Purdy, you were on that one. Uh, I I did not did not want it, did not see it. Um, you know, I, I was like, I need to see it twice, two in a row, before I can uh, I can give Brock Purdy some love there from a fantasy perspective. But it looks like I think it's just more caution, and if anything, man, you can put a, a lot of quarterbacks in with him, and he can you know make you succeed. This definitely making some throws. Cool, yeah, man. for sure. Definitely making some throws for sure. <laughs> like. It'd be one thing if he was like handing off, you know, everything was like a a jet a jet pass, you know, one of those jet sweep pop passes to like Debo Samuel or Ayuk, but the throw to McCaffrey, like you know, down the field. I mean, the Brandon Ayuk one was was probably a little bit underthrown, uh, but just like the moxie and the poise, especially around the goal line, got in the end zone. Uh, you know, the way he evades pressure, only had five incompletions in this game. Uh, didn't didn't throw an interception. The and then you hear how the Niners players talk about him, like Nick Bosa saying, "Oh, we got our we we we've got a quarterback, <laughs> we've got our quarterback, something." And it's just like you just screwed over two quarterbacks by saying, "Word, bro." Word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he he's definitely shown shown a lot through two games, uh, and uh, it's yeah, we'll see yeah. how. It, We'll see how if it keeps going. Yeah, I think his main goal should just stay healthy, man. Just he needs to stay healthy for this team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did suffer an oblique injury, it seems. Had to get an MRI today. He suffered it apparently in like the second drive, but did not uh, you know, still continue to play through the game. Um, all right, let's talk about some honorable mentions. And there's only only a couple. Uh Deshaun Watson finishes the QB 14 in this one. Uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, finishes the QB 15. I mean, the Baker story is cool and all, um, but he played Vegas. You know, are you looking to pick up Baker for this stretch or, you know, are, are we still avoiding the Rams offense? No, I was looking at uh, his schedule. I mean, it wasn't something I can like just jump on. I only had like Brock Purdy as a, maybe a guy that I was looking at for, for next week in playoffs, um, not really Baker. I mean, they got Green Bay next week and then Denver. So, I mean, I can't see him really, like, changing your roster, really, if you're adding him. Yeah. no, Especially I, I when, agree. you know, all there's no more bye weeks. Like, yeah, you can find other options. Yep, I agree. Uh, maybe in Superflex. Well, you know, definitely in Superflex. Everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the quarterback Jags. And there are a couple, a few, I should say. Uh, I'm going to th- throw on here QB 13. I don't know, 16, six, almost almost 17 points, 16 and a half points. Didn't kill you. you there. Know, T Higgins got hurt, you know. Yeah, lost T Higgins. Yeah, lost yeah, yeah. Boyd. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have first going into the game. That's tough. Yeah, so. Um, Two attack about receivers. Justin Herbert is an example of that. 
Tua Tungavailoa did not have a a great fantasy day. I mean, you were expecting him going up against a Chargers defense that was mostly banged up on their end that you would be able to to take it, or Tua at least would be able to take advantage of it. Did not seem like that was the case. Uh, Tyreek Hill ends up being banged up in this game as well. So that had definitely affected it. But, uh, you know, for through two and a half quarters, really, where, where Tyreek Hill was mostly healthy, you know, they didn't, um, you know, two, the, the the Miami Dolphins couldn't get much going against the Chargers. Yeah, not for sure. Um, definitely expected a more high-scoring game on that one. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. Um, probably, you know, one of two bad games Tua had. I'm not too worried about him, so hopefully he can bounce back next week. Not Tua worried about Tua? Not Tua worried about Tua. <laughs> uh, Dak Prescott, uh, the QB 16, most of that came on that 98-yard uh, drive to, to close out the game. I wish I did not switch my pick of Texans to cover, um, mainly because I made a parlay where I bet on the Dallas Cowboys to cover seven. Yeah, I think we should have could have known maybe they maybe more competitive with Davis Mills at quarterback. Like that just shows how wow oh, they, they made the switch. Two, switch two quarterback game. system. Oh yeah, that's they right. Went, they did. They Jeff went Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Davis Mills. That's true. They did. They did for sure. Shout out to Chris Moore though. Let's go. Chris Moore. Amari Rogers. What about that? That was <laughs> that was random. So random, man. Oh, oh man, we got yeah, some random plays on Houston like, coming down the stretch now. Yeah, just probably a place to avoid for the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the running back swags, man. And the number one running back on the week, tell me if you saw this one coming, Greg. Jarek McKinnon, six rush attempts for 22 rushing yards. You're probably like, John, how is he the number one running back on the week? Well, that's because he had seven catches for on nine targets for 112 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Uh, for reference, the 112 receiving yards would have been better than all but three. Uh, no, I, I, I take that back. Uh, would have been a top th- four number, five number amongst um, fantasy wide receivers in the top 12. And so Jarek McKinnon here had – 32.4 PPR points. And one of those touchdowns on one play, which I can only describe as Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things, because it was like, I, yeah, I can't even, if you haven't seen it, it's just Patrick Mahomes just running, trying to evade pressure, running to the right, and then just underhand flips the ball. To Jarek McKinnon, who's beyond the line of scrimmage or, you know, beyond the first down marker and then just takes off for a 62-yard touchdown. It was absolutely incredible. But, Greg, your thoughts on performance here by Jarek McKinnon? Yeah, Jarek McKinnon, I think, you know, definitely a guy we've been talking about on the, the waiver to, be, to have pick up, have him on your roster because he has his own standalone volume with his receiving, and that just showed here the upside that he has. Uh, and you love to see it for sure. I mean, no, nah, definitely – I think a guy he's over that 62 percent roster ship, but you know that should continue to go up. And he, you know, uh, his strength is that that receiving. And then this is a team that you know not really with a dominant receiver. They're gonna pass it to everyone. And McKinnon out the back is gonna be perfect for them. Yeah, uh, the best thing for fantasy managers that 
you know, trying to extract fantasy value from Jack McKinnon and and Isaiah Pacheco was the injury to Clyde Edwards Alaire because this has created it's take a two man it's take a three man backfield and made it a two man backfield. And because the two guys are so different in skill sets, it's created an opportunity here where each one has a defined role. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's it's awesome for fantasy managers. I mean, and I think it's awesome for the Chiefs in real life football to have a back like Pacheco to be able to, to close out games now where before they, they couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the RB2 on the week, man. And the RB2 on the week is Christian McCaffrey. Back to back weeks in the top three now. 14 carries, top two rather. 14 carries, 119 receiving yards, one rushing touchdown, added two receptions on th- three targets for 34 receiving yards and a, and a re- touchdown reception. 29.3 PPR points on the day. Greg, your thoughts on CMC's performance? Yeah, CMC is starting to, you know, move that, move his uh, way back up to that, you know, high end. Top three running back every week uh, consistently. Uh, so you know, the last couple of weeks have been money. Uh, now that he's healthier, I think, and he's just going to continue to give you, I think, top three, top five performances down the stretch. It should be great. Yeah, he's been absolutely fantastic, uh, and just continue to expect that. The only thing that's from being CMC has been staying on the field. So yeah. as long as he stays on the field, continue to expect that production from him. Uh, moving on to the RB3 on the week, and that would be my running back start of the week. Miles Sanders absolutely had a huge day against the New York Giants. 17 carries, 144 rushing yards, two touchdown, uh, two touchdowns on the ground, added one reception on three targets for 11 receiving yards, 28 and a half PPR points. Attack the Giants rush defense, attack the Giants rush defense, attack the Giants rush defense. But to Miles Sanders, I mean, Phenomenal day, uh, well over a thousand yards now, has double digit touchdowns. Um, just a great performance, a great year by Miles Sanders. I wish you never told me not to draft you, but I'm glad for all of those that are out there having Miles Sanders on their teams that you can reap the benefits that I've been trying to extract for like three years now. So, <laughs> Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Miles Sanders? Yeah, career year by Miles Sanders, a year that he's healthy, that just helps. Uh, his season really um, a lot. And I think, yeah, it was going to be a guy, uh, you know, close to that first round uh, next year for sure for ADP. Yeah, definitely um, someone who's going to, yeah, going to be worth a a, a high draft pick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, for sure. Um, let's round out these, these running back swags, though. And they're RB4 on the week, Austin Eckler. Five, that would be my guy, Greg's running back start of the week, Tony Pollard. Both quarterbacks and running backs in the top five. Okay, Uh Uh uh-huh. We'll take that, Uh uh-huh. The running back seven on the week, that would be Josh Jacobs. Eight, Chuba Hubbard. Nine, J.K. Dobbins. Ten, Ezekiel Elliott. And tied for 11, uh, Zonovan Knight and Marlon Mack, uh, which would make Najee Harris the 13th running back. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on these performances by these top 12 running backs? Yeah, Tony Pollard, uh, Miles Werner is doing what they got to do. Um, Shuba Hubbard is definitely uh, surprising, but not surprising, just how you know Carolina's running back situation has been all year. 
And then Bam Knight, man, whoever the Jets decide to sign on running back, just are they're a hit, man. You guys have the best running back scouts in the league right now. It's crazy. You guys, that running back room was wild to start the year that everyone that's came up is hitting right now. Zonovan Knight is, you know, possibly a, a league winner for people that, you know, have maybe had Michael Carter or maybe had or Brees Hall and then was able to swoop up uh, Bam Knight. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's looking good right now. Yeah, man. I mean, they to, to your point, Greg, they actually found Bam Knight because they traded a fifth-round pick for James Robinson, and he was mostly ineffective. Uh, and so they needed to add some kind of juice. And like I said <laughs> a few weeks ago, you know, when we were talking about the waivers, I said, look, man, I would go get Bam Knight. You know, like yep. he brings a different style of running back that this Jets team sorely needs. He's not Brees Hall in terms of the – the speed, like Brees Hall would break like a 50, 60-yard run. Bam Knight's not going to do that, but he does have the speed to to break longer runs, has the ability to break tackles. Uh, yeah, like you said, he might end up being a league winner here. Uh, you know, this on paper was his toughest matchup. Now he gets yeah. matchups with Detroit, Ooh. Jacksonville, Ooh. Um, you know, Miami if you play in Week 18. Uh, I feel like I missed the game. Nah, yeah, he's definitely got probably one of the best running back schedules. Oh, Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle, and and then and then uh, Miami. If you play in Week 18, so it's one. Look, it was the same schedule I was that we were talking about when I was like, "Yo, Brees' schedule, man, Mm -hmm. it looks so good." So this is the same schedule you're gonna get from from Bam Knight. So you know, I, I could I could talk I could wax poetically about Bam Knight all day. Uh, but let me talk about one of my favorite running backs in the NFL. Um, and you probably was listening to this. You, you probably wouldn't know that unless you were like a day one when I was on here doing running back prospects. But J.K. Dobbins, what about my man in his, like, I don't want to call it his first game back, but this was like his first real game back from the injury. 15 carries, a buck 20, had a rushing touchdown. You got no Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley uh, was hurt in this one. You know, I forgot to throw him in the Jags, but I guess I'm not going to take a Jag for a concussion. But, um, you know, J.K. Dobbins might be lent, like might be leaned on here for this Baltimore Ravens run game. And he's somebody that realistically could be available in some leagues, depending on, you know, your, if you have an IR spot or not. Yeah, definitely available in some leagues. Um, definitely, uh, like, yeah, I was always believing J.K., you know, just holding off for him so long. If you're able to, you know, able to have the luxury to hold on for him, yeah, it's definitely playing off now. I uh, just had to get healthy. I was, that was just what it came down, what it came down to. Um, the prospect is there. He, he's, yeah, he's going to be doing a lot for Baltimore down the stretch. That feels like forever ago when we were on here talking about J.K. Dobbins and you were like, yeah, you know, and I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't seem healthy. Like that yeah, felt wasn't like, healthy. That felt yeah. like like years ago, but yeah. <laughs> to think that was earlier this year. Um, all right. Anything else you want to discuss out of these top 12 running backs? Um, no, no. It's pretty good. Pretty good 12. Another top 12 day for both Cowboys running backs for sure. That's beautiful. Yep beautiful to see if you if you have them both or if you roster one of each uh pacheco we talked about a little bit but he was definitely a guy that uh showed up as an honorable mention but let's talk about these uh these running back jags some names you don't want to see um you know 
with this week coming off this week as pivotal of a week as it was, but Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, James Cook, James Cook, <laughs> uh, DeAndre Swift. Uh, those are names you definitely don't want to see, yeah. You know, yeah. especially if you were trying to get into the fantasy playoffs here. Uh, the Seattle running backs, uh, either one of them that that we, uh, you know, whether it was Travis Homer or, or Tony Jones Jr., uh, basically both of them were terrible. And yeah, Pete Carroll already came out and said, you know, we'll see about the availability of Kenneth Walker and uh, DJ Dallas as Seahawks play the Niners on Thursday Night Football. So it might be might be rough there. Um, anything else, anybody else you want to throw out as a jag there, Greg, for the running back position? Uh, probably a lot of people starting Dante Foreman, uh, and then you just ended up either, if you had both of them and you started the wrong one, feel bad for you. I'm sorry, but yeah, it's tough. The thing that sucks with that, and I, like I saw Foreman, I didn't really want to put him, like, I guess technically from a fantasy perspective, but like my man got the ball like 20 something times. He just didn't get in the end zone and, and you know, the, the production like wasn't really there. I think it was like 20 carries for like 70 yards or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. But if he gets in the end zone, that totally changes his day. So like, I yeah. like the, that's one of those where like the result didn't work out great, but the process was there because he got 20 carries. It's not like he touched the ball twice and, you know, was ghosted or something like that. And you didn't, you know, just my thought. Sure. It doesn't make you feel better if you start. <laughs> That's the reason you lost, but I'm just, I'm just. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position. Let's talk about the wide receiver swags and the number one wide receiver on the week. Jerry Judy. Eight catches, nine targets, 73 receiving yards, three touchdowns. No, he did not catch all three of those from Russell Wilson. He caught one from Brett Ripien and two from Russell Wilson. 33.3 PPR points on the day. My man should just basically play the number three uh, in, the, in the lottery or something. I don't know. Uh, 73 receiving yards, three touchdowns, 33.3 PPR points. Greg, any thoughts on the performance on the of the hat trick here by Jerry Judy? No, I mean, yeah, this is uh, definitely, you know, better, I guess better late than never. I mean, better late than never for the tying to, to Russell Wilson if he's having a big day. Uh, one of Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton would have been had a big day, but Sutton hurt. So Jerry Judy, the one to step up and, and get uh, a lot of these receiving yards and touchdowns. Um, definitely, you know, kudos to him for sure. But I mean, if, if Russell is going to be hurt, didn't, even be, you know, kind of believe in the, the bounce back anyway. But if he's also hurt, I don't see him like continuing the success unless he's getting all the target share, which is very possible, though. Yeah, I mean, if Cortland Sutton continues to be hurt, he very well could could get the you know bulk of the target share here. Forty percent target share. <laughs> I mean, the other thing is they're not going to play the Chiefs every week, right? Like I think what I was no. saying was that you won't be afforded the opportunity. Like they were afforded the opportunity in previous games. Like you're gonna you could play Baltimore, you could play the the Raiders, and they're not going to force you to score like thirty points here. But the Chiefs could, they're going to force you to try to score 30. And so, is that going to happen on a week to week basis? That's the thing you have to ask yourself. I think this was not entirely game script 
uh, you know, driven, but I think it was mostly game script driven. Let's move on to the wide receiver two on the week. That would be Justin Jefferson, 11 receptions, 15 targets, 223 receiving yards, 33. Oh, I guess he was tied with Jerry Judy. I didn't even realize that. Tied with Jerry Judy for the wide receiver one, Justin Jefferson, 33.3 PPR points on the day. This was entirely game script driven. This stat line, the 15 targets, the 223 receiving yards. I mean, the Vikings were trying to get back in this game early after being down double digits very early on in the game. Yeah, I mean, this is a day I expect him no matter the score against a Detroit secondary. But, uh, yeah, the way <laughs> the way it happened, he got it, you know, in comeback mode is great. I mean, he's been kind of in the top three, top five, you know, the last – I think for, you know, five, six weeks now. So he's been consistently hot, uh, even in Kirk Cousins' bad games, uh, other than, I guess, that Dallas game. Uh, they've been, you know, <clears throat> doing what they got to do. So, yeah, uh, definitely been money for the for the fantasy managers. Definitely. Uh, and those LSU boys, man, they know how to, tr- how to show out. Tr- Jamar Chase, 10 catches on 15 targets, 119 receiving yards. One touchdown reception, also added a rush attempt there for six rushing yards. No T. Higgins, no Tyler Boyd, no Hayden Hurst. That means a 15-target day here for Jamar Chase. Your thoughts on the day here by by Chase? Yeah, man, uh, uh, ultimate talent. He's going to get 10 with all those receivers healthy, 10 targets, and now he's he's going to get close to, you know, that you know, 40% target. Now, if, if all any of them are banged up uh, going into next week, uh, Jamar Chase is going to dominate. He's going to yeah be have some monster games down the stretch, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as Again, like you said, he's, he's healthy. Um, probably the only healthy receiver of the bunch. Going to continue to get targeted down the stretch, especially as the, you know, the Bengals have a matchup with, uh, I think, the Bills coming up on, you know, not this week, but I think potentially yeah, the week, week after. 17. So. Yeah, they got... Tampa, New England, and Buffalo. Yeah, so definitely a an opportunity here there in that game for Jamar Chase to to basically go bananas. Um, all right, let's round out these top twelve wide receivers. The wide receiver four: Tyreek Hill, five; Mike Williams, six; Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, also tied for six; Chris Moore, eight; Zay Jones, nine; DJ Shark, ten; Keenan Allen, eleven; Marquise Goodwin, and twelve; Adam Thielen. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by these top 12s? Yeah, definitely like it. Proud of uh, Chris Moore, you know, a hot, you know, a guy brought up on the waiver wire probably a couple weeks from now. Uh, and, you know, Mike Williams is back to, you know, back to that boom. Glad that he's, you know, he's there. Keenan Allen's there. You know, Herbert getting his guys back just means a lot for, for Herbert and this Chargers offense. And, uh, yeah, Zay Jones, you know, filling in for Christian Kirk as wide receiver start of the week. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm a, I don't know if I can fully give you that one because Zay Jones was worth the start in his in his own right, mainly because I feel kind of I've been ranking both of them in my top ten for the last three weeks, mm. and only one of them finishes in the top ten, and it's just really annoying uh, because from a you know projection based standpoint, their their target shares are about equal. Uh, it's just. I guess it flip flops each week. Um, so, anyway, 
Zay Jones had a, a great touchdown catch, um, you know, getting his, his foot in the end zone, his feet in the end zone there. Um, you know, DJ Shark had a great day. Uh, it looked it looked bleak for a moment there. I was like seeing Jamison Williams get a touchdown. I was Reynolds' touchdown came after, but you know, DJ Shark definitely had a day. Uh, and, and honorable mentions, Donovan Peoples Jones, he had you know a, a big day there. You know, his first uh, game, his first productive game there with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Richie James Jr. He was productive. You know, nine targets. Uh, did have to leave the game with a concussion. Um, you know, the, the Eagles wide receivers were fantastic. Tyler Lockett was, it was just a great receiver week. I mean, we're at wide receiver 17 and we have, we're at 17 PPR points. Um, ben Skoranek, who played Thursday, he's someone that I think stuck out from a, from a stat line standpoint there as well. Uh, anybody else that you want to shout out here in this honorable mention portion, Greg? Yeah, no, a lot of players from the same teams got the Detroit wide receivers, Josh Reynolds and DJ Shark. Uh, yeah, both not named Amara St. Brown, and they, you know, finished higher than them. So that's uh, pretty good. And Adam Thielen, man. Adam Thielen's been coming on hot the last couple of weeks. So uh, he's continuing a little stretch here. Yeah, definitely. I, he, I think I think it's been a little matchup dependent um, here, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, the matchup with New England and Skip the Jets, but then the matchup this week. But uh, yeah, I think he's somebody that, as you know, these games continue to shoot out a little bit, that he will be, you know, productive. Um, Elijah Moore also had, you know, nice day, and and Corey Davis is in concussion protocol, so that could mean more opportunities for for him as well. So, uh, let's move on to the wide receiver Jags, and I'm going to throw out a name. Monroe St. Brown. I'm only gonna say it just because he we we expect like so much of him now, right? Like that this is not the week that you you needed him to to not have you know a 20 point PPR day. 13.4, you know. I mean it's better than Devontae. I'll take that, you know. Oh yeah, but Devontae's on here too, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. CD Lamb, you know. I, no, CD Lamb, Lamb's on here too. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, the expectation. People, 20. they want, Whew. they want 20 PPR points. This man Whew. does, <laughs> especially in the game. Hey, Greg, if I told you, hey, yeah, yeah, the game goes over, right? Detroit dominates. Jared Goff throws for 330 and three <laughs> touchdowns. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. My Ron 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 must have had like 30 PPR points. <laughs> right? Yeah. You go back, you check, you're like 13.4. You know, so <laughs> and I'm also a little upset because I I had bet the over on his receiving prop, mm. which was like 80, 87 and a half. Gotcha. And he was at like 64, I think he finished. So uh yeah, Amon Ross, sorry, man. Expect better from you. Uh CD Lamb, though, another one. Uh, but again, yeah, the Houston the Houston pass defense is the, the matchup too. Yeah, yeah. I was again like people think I've just you know I've heard other people talk about it and they're like, oh, it's a funnel, it's a funnel. It's like it's not a funnel. It's just that they're they're actually have a good pass defense and their run defense is is bad. So and I guess in that case it kind of is a funnel. But you know the they, the assumption is you can throw on Houston because they're just a bad team. But you can't throw you can't just throw on Houston. So. Uh, Mike Evans, I, 
this one I this one I actually like I don't have any Mike Evans. Let me preface this by saying that for once I don't have any Mike Evans. And I watched him drop that or not drop the touchdown. I watched him get that touchdown and I had a sense of relief for all the Mike Evans managers. And then they call it back because of holding offensive holding. And I was that's just been like, his year oh, though, man. man. That's really been his year. It's been a miss hit here. It's been a you know miscommunication there, penalties here. Like it's really been a bad break here for uh, Mike Evans. It has, which is like from my point of view, I would say, well, that's just bad luck, right? Like there's got to be some positive regression that happens with it. <laughs> but fantasy managers, we tend to get emotional. And so the question is, can fantasy managers continue to trust Mike Evans as we go into this stretch of the fantasy playoffs, assuming you've made it this far with Mike with Mike Evans? Yeah, true. I mean, I think you got to really assess that. I wouldn't, in some situations, I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, him being the sit option in some start sit questions, especially because Tom Brady hasn't been, it's not his, you know, Tom Brady is also at fault as well. Like the, it's probably one of his, I mean, by his worst year passing year wise, like as far as accuracy and a lot of, a lot of metrics, you know, that he's been doing and yeah, the offense hasn't been flowing. Yeah. I mean, just visibly, I mean, there was throw like there were throws that Brady misses that I'm like Brady would never miss that throw. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, so something's not right. Clearly, you know whether I'm not going to go as far as to say like he's toast. He doesn't have it. Right. You know, there's obviously like a lot going on in his in his personal life, which could impact you know you know his preparation and you know he he obviously retired and then unretired. So you know there's a lot that you know. I'm sure Brady, if he had an entire off season, you know, some of this wouldn't be so, so exacerbated, but yeah, I think that, like you said, you made a great point. Like this isn't just a Mike Evans, you know, math problem. This is a Mike Evans plus Tom Brady, you know, issue here where Tom Brady's not really performing at a high level. So it doesn't really give you that confidence that, Hey, you know, this, these, Gonna turn around for Mike Evans. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the uh, well. Sorry, my wide receiver star of the week was DJ Moore. He ended up apparently leaving with an injury. Um, with an I believe it was a knee sprain. I didn't even realize that he got injured. I just thought I was watching Sam Darnold the whole game. Uh, throw for like a hundred and. 25 yards on 20 pass attempts. And I was like, oh, this looks familiar. And uh, just thinking that DJ Moore was just not eating because of that. But apparently he he left the game injured. And T. Higgins, that one kind of sucked, suffered an injury in pregame warm-ups to his hamstring. Did not play a snap. You know my least favorite thing that coaches say is that, oh, yeah, he was good, but if we didn't, we didn't throw him out there. Which – I wouldn't oh, like if it was a playoff game, you're saying? That's yeah, well, like this wasn't even the instance here for for Zach Taylor, but he did this last week with T Higgins or a few weeks ago with T Higgins, where like they were losing the game, and they clearly could have used T Higgins in the game, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, we could have put him out there, but we didn't, we didn't, we didn't." Have to remember this game. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, you mean you could have put him out there, but you didn't want to, even though you were down and you really could have used him in that instance? Like, so just cut the cut the you know what and just get to the I mean, obviously they're not going to, they're gonna lie, but it's just makes it very tough in this situation right now to actually believe if T. Higgins was available because they were winning. And I can't yeah. tell. Yeah, that's tough. It's real tough on a whew, basically championship week for people, well, some fun people out there like and T. Higgins is a big part piece of those championships. Yeah, oh big piece, big piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's uh move on to the tight ends and the tight end swag. Gonna I'm gonna give my man Greg a round of applause because he was on the wave of wire last week. Evan Ingram, 15 targets, 11 receptions, a career-high 162 receiving yards, a career-high because he's never had multiple touchdowns in a game, <laughs> touchdowns, 39.2 PPR points on the day. Mm. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by the former New York Giant – that's what I, I was mean, really going to get to. It's crazy. Again, career career high numbers on another team, of course. Like that's that's how it works. That's how usually a, a Knicks thing, but yeah, now I mean, probably coming a New York thing. And yeah, it was a great game by him. Uh, again, getting hot with you know the entire passing offense of Jacksonville, along with Trevor Lawrence getting hot. So uh, I think you know he could, he should continue to be a solid streaming value tight end where he can if, give you tight end one week. So uh, I would expect to. At least for him to be a borderline tight end one rest of the season. Yeah, he definitely seems like that. Um, the targets, I mean, the targets have been there recently. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he's he's been super productive with them too. So definitely like that. A guy who's rounding into form just in time for the fantasy playoffs. If you stuck with him, that'd be David and Joku. Seven catches, nine targets, fifty nine receiving yards, and a touchdown reception there. Also did lose two rushing yards on a rush attempt, but 18.7 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by David Njoku? Yeah, man, he's having one healthy, one of a, a career year pretty much. Like if he's out there, he's doing what he's got to do, putting up like big tight end numbers really. So, uh, I mean, honestly, he has one of the highest upsides of a tight end going down the stretch. Um, if you're, you know, a manager of him, uh, if, you're, he's, if he's somehow out there, go get him. Uh, he's going to, you know, kind of you know dominate down the stretch if uh, he's healthy yeah definitely uh you know he somebody that was ranked in my top 12 to start the year you didn't he didn't cost any draft capital so you know if you're if those high-end upside tight ends didn't work out like the out o's or or you know guys like that if they didn't work out you could have just easily pivoted to a david and joku because yep. he was available on waivers but like you said, he hasn't really been healthy, but when he has been healthy, he's been a weekly top three, top yeah. four option at the yeah. position. Crazy, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the tight end three, and this would be a scenario where I feel like I could take credit for this one, but I'm not going to. Uh, Ch- Chagosum Aquanquo, uh, the rookie for the Tennessee Titans, six catches on six targets, 45 receiving yards, and a touchdown reception. Uh, Greg, what do you think of this performance here by by Chigo? Yeah, man, it's I'm I'm pretty I'm 
so I will be upset if Hunter Henry doesn't get it done because in my 16-team league, I did add him and I was planning on playing him, but then I saw the the matchup Hunter Henry had and I'm like, all right, I'm going to sub him in. So looking at him on my bench right now, it's really tough to see. So when I need this win too to get in. So uh, well, hopefully I got Ramondre Stevenson, Hunter Henry tonight versus Colin Murray. I'm up by one. We'll see what happens. Uh, but him, uh, you know, Okono, He's been three straight games now, at least five targets. Uh, he's been involved. That's kind of like where it was for me, and there was literally no other option. So I think the trending up is there. And, again, uh, Ryan Tannehill has also been uh, on a good stretch, uh, definitely having some better matchups, more high-score matchups. So, yeah, it seems like they are relying on the tight end more to throw to. Yeah, they're definitely relying on the tight end. Uh, you know, I said that. You know, this should be my start of the week bitterly because, you know, um, Austin Hooper was my stream of the week who did have actually a fun yeah, 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 day. day as well. Yep. Um, But so, uh, yes, but uh, Chigo is somebody who is a rookie. He's got a, a freak profile athletically uh, so that, you know, from a dynasty perspective, you might look at him and say, hey, this could be the, the tight ends or the Titans tight end of the future. Uh, let's get to the favorite segment of the week, and that is the touchdown or not tight end of the week. And it was a pretty decent week for tight ends this week. There you um, go. A decent week. And so I think this might be the most receiving yards that a touchdown or not tight end of the week has ever has ever gotten. Don't know if uh, that's actually true, but we'll vet it. Actually, I'm not going to vet it. It's too much work. But anyway, um, the touchdown yeah. or not tight end of the week for week 14 is Pat Fryermuth. There we go. I was about to say, is it, is it not Pat Fryermuth? Yeah, no, it's definitely Pat Fryermuth. My man had three catches on six targets for 33 receiving yards and a touchdown reception. Again, we're not used to seeing tight ends of this caliber here in the touchdown or not tight end of the week column. Typically, I get an opportunity to say, we never start. No one started you, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but people started Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, so and it, it's crazy. And it's, this is the second touchdown of the year too. So this man has been doing work with outside and touchdowns. So I, I, he deserves this moment for himself to, get, <laughs> you know, to get a touchdown to make his day. You know, he's been doing it all year without with only one. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, that's definitely a great point. I mean. If you did not get that touchdown, you would be sitting here on on six point three points by Pat Fryermuth. That would put him as the tight as the tight end sixteen there on the day. So uh, you know, definitely a good performance there by Pat by Pat Fryermuth. Um, let's round out these tight end swags. And so coming in at four, Dalton Schultz. Five, Dawson Knox. Six, Pat Fryermuth. Seven, my stream of the week, Austin Hooper. Eight, my start of the week, TJ Hawkinson. That's two weeks in a row. My stream of the week finishes higher than my start of the week. Is that true? No. No, never mind. Not true. Uh, The tight end, nine, Travis Kelsey. Ten, Tyler Conklin. Tied for ten with Tyler Conklin would be Greg's start of the week, Gerald Everett. Forgot you did that. And then uh, the tight end, 12 on the week. No, no, Gray. Hey, you uh, got Gray. the Russell Wilson. I, I'll take the Gerald Everett. <laughs> Did you really get it though? I mean, I guess Yo, top twelve, baby. 
top 12 with 7.8 points. (laughs) (laughs) Now, both of our quarterbacks, running backs, and tight ends, top 12. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg, what do you think of these performances by these top 12s? Uh, Yeah, definitely good performances here. I mean, definitely overall, like a, you know, well, that's this is the tight end landscape for, for sure. Travis Kelsey, though. A little surprising, but you know, still finished top twelve. Dalton we'll Schultz. Talk about, we'll talk about Kelsey in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Dalton Schultz, though, man, we just been beating the drum with him that you know he was gonna be here, gonna be getting these weeks where he's a, a high and tight in one. So, uh, continue to see this down the stretch. Yeah, definitely. You know, we 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 were saying it when Dak was getting to, ready to come back from the injury, like go by Dalton Schultz, will cost yes, you absolutely nothing, uh, so on and so forth. Um, TJ Hawkinson would have been higher, did have a fumble. So, uh, there, there is that, uh, also would have been higher, but then Dalvin cook who they were trying to run one of those running back pop passes, uh, and Dalvin cook ends up fumbling (laughs) on the play. (laughs) So yeah, could have also been higher, higher there. Um, let's talk about the tight end. Jags on the week, and there's really only one, and his name is Travis Kelsey. This is, I think, the second or third week here that we're talking about Kelsey in some form or fashion is disappointing. I guess George Kittle, too. Yes, definitely George Kittle. Sorry. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why I did not include George Kittle. George Kittle's on here, as well as Mark Andrews. No, Mark, also- and Mark Andrews has been, oof, it's yes. been a rough Yes, <laughs> couple weeks, Mark Andrews. Since oh, coming man. back from that, uh, from was it the knee injury? I forgot what it what it was that he had. Oh, it was a shoulder yeah. injury. Since coming back from that shoulder injury, he has been absolutely terrible. So, I right, let's 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 stay there with Mark Andrews because people are probably more pressed about that. That's stress. I say yeah. the Travis Kelsey stuff is tongue in cheek. You're not benching Travis Kelsey. You're not getting options. You may be a little upset. But he's saving all those points for the playoffs. At least that's what I'm going to say right now to make you feel better, even though it's probably true. But, Greg, your thoughts on what are you doing about Mark Andrews? Now we're in a situation where there's no Lamar – not low Lamar, no Lamar Jackson, but right now, as of now, for the foreseeable future, you're not getting Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley seems to be in concussion protocol. With the, with the state of concussions, especially with quarterbacks, I – I find it hard to believe that Huntley plays this week. So now we're looking at a situation here where rookie draft pick, late round draft pick, don't don't remember the round, please forgive me, Anthony Brown from Oregon has to make his first start here and in his in in action on Sunday, his first NFL action, I think he attempted five passes. What confidence level, what if at all do you have in Mark Andrews? Let's let's just take it a week at a time. This week, uh, they have Cleveland. Uh, I think you know, sort of a, a tougher matchup. I I would have thought they'd been better off like just running straight Wildcat with all their running backs, like for the entire game, <laughs> including Mark Andrews. Just everyone gets a shot at just getting direct snaps. But uh, yeah, I think if you're <clears throat> It's tough because you know a lot of rosters, a lot of rosters don't have two tight ends at this point, especially if you're Mark Andrews, a Mark Andrews manager. You don't have a second tight end, so you're looking at the waiver wire to kind of make your day. 
And I think I would probably start. You're going to bench Mark Andrews, right? Like this is what we're this. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for, for next week, I I think for the first round, hopefully had a bye, but for the first round, I would, you know, start an Evan Ingram over him, but he's probably rostered. I would start, I think I would go and start Chigo over him next week. uh, Just the way he's going right now. Uh, And yeah, that, but there's not a lot of options though. I mean, unless you had like a David and Joko on your bench or, you know, someone like that. Uh, uh, still no, not a lot of guys. I'm not gonna. Yeah, Who's Arizona not, play next week? Oh, uh, not sure. Not sure. You can check. Um. All right, divisional matchup or something. I'm pulling it up. I got some Arizona players. They played Denver. Greg Dolchich. Greg Dolcich. Mm, without Russell Wilson, that's going to be tough. I mean, it's Greg Dolcich against Arizona, and could it really get worse than Russell Wilson? Yeah, could it really get worse? You're right. Could it really get worse right now? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> it's Arizona. And it's not uh, like Brett has been a bum. All right, you, you know, like half the time. Yeah, yeah. Brett Ripon has played NFL games, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I could. You could. You can. Uh, probably. It'd be a game football. time decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Any Any interest in Conklin against Detroit? Uh, not if. It's actually he had his best weeks with Joe Flacco. So you might be, uh, if it is Joe Flacco, I would be actually a little more, I'll be a little more confident. I think it's going to be Mike White. It's going to be Mike White. And even if I, I'll let you in on something, Greg, even if it's not Mike White, it's not going to be Joe Flacco, bro. Oh, really? <laughs> it's not going to be Joe Flacco. <laughs> Not after what he put on display on Sunday. I can't no, enjoy. bro. My man somehow finished negative with the COVID in the game. Yeah, because in in Joe Flacco fashion, couldn't evade a pass rush, which, by the way, the right tackle got destroyed. So I'm don't, let, don't make me sound like I'm going to put this on Joe Flacco. But my man is... 37 years old, which I feel yeah. bad saying that a 37 year old man who's on that means he's only four years older than me is old, but like my man can't move, and so <laughs> he was toast. Yeah, now nah, you need to like yelling at the TV, him. like, no, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Rough. it won't be Joe Flacco, but yeah, um, I mean, I don't know, I think I, I. I think having this conversation makes me want to play Mark Andrews. <laughs> yeah, because it's still tight ends. That's it's tight ends. Uh, yeah, so you gotta like, play. You gotta be someone hot right now, or yeah. Also, but and like Greg Dulcich against Arizona is as far as I'd be willing to go because it's Arizona. Um, who plays Jacksonville this week? Because their their matchups they they match up beautifully against tight ends. So whoever that is, I would be open and willing to do that. 
um, depending on who it is. I'll find out in a second. Because yeah, just having this conversation, I'm just like Mark Andrews. Like, can it really be? Can it really be that bad? He's. I know he's been bad. I know. I mean, two straight single digit games. Not like you know before that he had 11, so it wasn't pitiful. Like, but but he also lost his quarterback mid game both games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah, that just adds to his bad situation right now for sure. Oh yeah, you can't. Well, it looks like Dalton Schultz is going to be one of our stars of the week next week because he plays Jackson. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I feel like losing your quarterback mid-game two games in a row has to have some impact. right? Like, How many times is Anthony Brown throwing a ball to Mark Andrews before Sunday? Like, probably, probably not often at all as the third-string quarterback. So I think I'm going to throw him, throw him out there another week. Like I – Again, it's tight ends, right? I, I I'd rather go down with Mark Andrews scoring like five points as opposed to, you know, trying to get cute and putting in like a Tyler Conklin and then he scores three while Mark Andrews, you know, scores fifteen on my bench. No, that that just means that you know, third string quarterback. That means Josh Oliver, Nick Boy, you know, they have a slot, they're gonna have a good game. <laughs> 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 That's what that means. <laughs> Well, those guys got to get in the game, which I mean, they do. Sure, so. they do get in the game. Yeah, they do get in the game. So that's yeah. I don't know, man. I just you know want to subscribe from the theory of like, if I was the backup quarterback, just find me the best receiver on the team. <laughs> Who's that guy? Because me and him, we gonna be friends. <laughs> but the boy, you know, you came up with, man. The the ones that you're doing. Oh yeah, struggling to make the roster with. Don't you, worry, you, I'll, yeah, get y'all, the... I'll get y'all a touchdown here or there. But, <laughs> don't worry, your time will come. You know, um, all right. Well, Travis Kelsey, he's fine. Uh, there was somebody else you mentioned, George uh, Kittle. Now, George Kittle, I mean, he's also another one, he's been super disappointing. Are are you doing anything there, or are you just gonna ride it out? Yeah, yeah, I think you're also kind of riding it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing I could say there is that with the loss of Debo Samuel, who seems to have sprained an MCL and has a high ankle sprain will, will miss. He'll return at some point in the season, but I'm pretty sure he's going to miss the fantasy playoffs, which is a huge blow there if you are, uh, you know, if roster Debo Samuel. But George Kittle should, should should see some more targets here in the past game. Um, all right, let's move on to discussing some of these injuries, and then obviously we will jump into the waivers. For Cincinnati, we, we talked about T. Higgins suffered an injury pregame warmups, so we'll have to see what goes on with his hamstring there. Tyler Boyd, he was injured on the first drive, did not return with a finger injury. Damian Pierce, he was injured in Sunday's game with an ankle, uh, tried to return but had to leave again, so that's definitely a blow there uh, for those that roster Damian Pierce. Uh, staying with Cincinnati or going back to Cincinnati, edge rusher Trey Hendrickson. He's expected to miss a few weeks with a broken wrist, so that's definitely tough for the Bengals' defense. Uh, he was one of their their best defensive players. Uh, Denver quarterback Russell Wilson. He left Sunday's game with a concussion, did not return. Tyler Huntley for Baltimore. He also left Sunday's game with a concussion and didn't return. Mike Boone, uh, whose name gives Greg heart palpitations during the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> He left Sunday's game 
and did not return with, with what's been deemed a high ankle sprain. So it looks like Marlon Mack will be splitting time with Latavius Murray. Uh, we talked about San Fran wide receiver Debo Samuel, who was carted off the field. Again, it seems like it's an MCL sprain and a high ankle sprain. Uh, Jacksonville edge Trayvon Walker, he left Sunday's game, uh, did not return with a high ankle sprain. Uh, Tennessee running back Dontrell Hilliard, he left Sunday's game and did not return with a neck injury. Jeff Wilson left Sunday's game, did not return with a hip. Wide receiver Richie James left for the Giants uh, with a concussion. Mike White is day-to-day with a rib injury after leaving the game twice and returning both times. Uh, Jets defensive tackle Quentin Williams, he's 50-50 to to play after suffering uh, what looked like a scary non-contact injury but turned out to be a a calf injury. Um, Again, 50-50 to play, so we'll see what happens there. And then some a bit of news as well as an injury. It was earlier reported in the week that Desmond Ritter would start at quarterback going forward for the Atlanta Falcons. It was deemed today or determined today that Marcus Mariota would be placed on the injured reserve and miss the remainder of the season with a knee injury, which is interesting because he never showed up on the injury report with a knee injury, but has been apparently dealing with chronic pain in his knee. And so he, he will, you know, go to injured reserve there. And like I said, Desmond Ritter gets the start here, his first career start against the new Orleans saints. And then San Fran quarterback Brock Purdy is being evaluated uh, for an injury to his oblique area had to get an MRI after suffering an injury on the second drive of the game. So Greg, I mentioned a few quarterbacks here from Russell Wilson to Tyler Huntley, to Mike white, to Mariota, to Brock Purdy. There's no quarterbacks on by this week. No teams on by this week. Who are we looking at the quarterback position when it comes to the waivers? Yeah. Those teams that, you know, or we're on by this week, uh, you know, quarterbacks I'm not going crazy for, except Justin Fields, of course. So glad, you know, those people are back for those fantasy managers. Um, but Brock Purdy is definitely a guy on my list versus Seattle next week. If he can if he can go, if he can get healthier, I'm assuming it's not too serious of an injury. He's 10% rostered. He's got a matchup against Seattle, which is a pretty good matchup right now. Uh, you know, Carolina had one of the best offensive days of the season uh, on the on the Carolina defense. Um, I mean, on the Seattle defense uh, and <clears throat> in the air as well. So I'm looking to him uh, as part of the, you know the, the main option right now, and I think if you're in yeah in the two quarterback league um, and you need maybe some depth, I wouldn't speculate to add on on getting Desmond Ritter, see what he can see what he can do uh, that first week, uh, and then and, and if he can uh, show that he can kind of give you a safe floor, maybe uh, you can kind of roll maybe see how it is and roll him out there the, the next week. If you are in a two quarterback league. Uh, you can probably pick up Desmond Ritter yeah, right, right now. Now, right now, you have an right. opportunity uh, as we record this before the start of Monday Night Football in about right. two minutes or so. But I actually did that in in one of my leagues, not because I need him, but because I'm trying to play some defense. There you go. There you go. I like it. Yeah. Uh, even though I have a bye week, what kind of what kind of animal am I? But anyway, hey, Greg, man, you got what you got to do. <laughs> Gotta <laughs> do what I gotta do, right? Uh Greg, what about running backs? Uh, it's rough out there, especially this time, but what are we looking at? Anything good? I'm really looking at only uh Trooper Hubbard. He's 33% rostered. Uh, you know, back to back weeks now. 
at least 14 carries, uh, back-to-back week at least 60 rushing yards. He's also uh, got some receiving yards this week, three three receptions for 25, uh, got a touchdown this week. Uh, him and him and uh, Dante Foreman should continue to be involved. I think, you know, both are in that RB3 category, uh, so that could give you some depth. And obviously, if he gets that touchdown and one of them gets that touchdown, that uh, bumps their day up to maybe a high upside RB2. So, uh, I'm the only uh, really looking at him right now could, to be to be an option. Yeah, Hubbard's interesting because he's again he's got that that upside where is if if they are down he'll be in the game uh, and if they're up you know they're looking to give some opportunities to to you know give Foreman a break you know then Chuba Hubbard comes in uh, a name I say every week he's also available right now. Keontae Ingram. Ingram. Yes, sir. <laughs> Keontae Ingram. <laughs> I say it every week, but uh, death, taxes, James Conner getting injured in a primetime game. So, uh, right now, got Keontae so. Ingram. <laughs> go get him. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that came to mind. Um, you looking at any of these Seattle running backs? Travis nope. Homer. I do not maybe. want any of that. Do not want to touch it. Travis Homer got the most playing time and still did nothing with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not touching. I'm not touching that. I'm not touching any of the Denver running backs. Those are two backfields I don't want any part of. Fair enough, uh, Greg. What about wide receivers? What are we doing there? Wide receiver. I'm looking at three guys. Uh, DJ Shark won 40% rostered. I think uh, he's he's been hot last couple weeks. I mean, 98 and then 94 receiving yards respectively in the last two weeks. At least five, you know, five receptions in those last two weeks. At least six targets. So, uh, and then he got the touchdown this week. So. Even with the touchdown, without it, uh, he's been producing. He's been, uh, you know, a deep uh, downfield guy for for Jared Goff. Uh, and, you know, they got the Jets next week. After that, Carolina and then Chicago. So, you know, got some solid matchups they can expose. Uh, and, you know, I think he can be a solid, you know, wide receiver three uh, down the stretch. Uh, Chris Moore as well. And 2% rostered. Another guy, you know, was saying, you know, banging on the drum for him, especially with Brandon Cooks being hurt now. Uh, if that is going to continue for him to be banged up, I see no reason why he can't be the number one receiver on this Houston Texans offense with a better quarterback, Davis Mills. So he's got opportunities and he's got the matchup against Kansas City and then Tennessee and then Jacksonville. So Houston's got a really good schedule uh, as far as secondaries to face uh, down the stretch uh, that they will be down and they will have to pass the ball. And then Josh Reynolds, another Detroit run uh, wide receiver uh, that, you know, was, uh, you know, has some ups and downs this year. Um, yeah, but with the, the high passing offense that Detroit is right now. Detroit's really one of the most friend, fantasy friendly offenses in the league. Uh, and, you know, having a lot of pieces for them is, you know, not a surprise, I think, at this point. You still have faith in those pieces this week in their matchup against the New York Jets? I have faith in Amon Ra. And that's about. Yeah, I think you know a secondary receiver can you know, probably give a top thirty day, but uh, uh, that's that's about it. I do believe in Jamal Williams though. Jamal Williams never running game for sure this week. Yeah, so um, I was actually having this conversation about St. Brown today. I think St. Brown is actually safe this week. Mm-hmm. If you look at how teams try to attack the Jets, I think the the best way to get your number one receiver away from them is to put them in the slot. St. Brown plays. Majority of his snaps from the slot. Sauce and DJ Reed aren't going to follow him in there. So 
Yeah, he's fine. Uh, it's probably the other ones I'd be concerned about, but obviously we'll, we'll we'll get to that one later in the week when we talk about the show. I do like Elijah Moore in that game, though. Does have a matchup against the Detroit secondary, who's not, you know, one definitely one to attack. And again, Corey Davis is in concussion protocol, so that's definitely a name that I would I would keep an eye on as well. Yeah, I think I like that more than a, a Josh Reynolds fire in that matchup. Yeah. Uh, what about tight end, Greg? Anything there? Uh, I got three names as well. Uh, you mentioned Cheesy Yogam, uh, Konovo, uh 40% rostered. Was talking about him uh, being more involved, three straight games with at least five targets. So I think he can be a tight end, upside tight end two right now, uh, hot. And I wouldn't be surprised if he can, again, can continue to get some some tight end one weeks here down the stretch. Austin Hooper as well. It's both the Tennessee tight ends. Uh, you know, it looks like without a receiver, with Traylon Brooks being uh, healthy, they kind of, kind of, you know, pivot to throw into the tight end more and, and running the football, uh, which is fine. Uh, so also Hooper and both uh, Chico can be used as a, I think, some tight end twos with some upside. And then lastly, uh, you know, Jeff Driscoll, man, you know, he's going to be <laughs> the deep league Taysom Hill type uh, kind of player. He's got that quarterback and tight end actually tag in fantasy. So he could, uh, could be, he could be a tool possibly. Oh, man. Another controversy is all we need Jeff Driscoll out here in people's tight end slots. <laughs> I don't know why Yahoo would give it to him, the, the quarterback tight end tag. Because they moved him to tight end in the offseason. Ah, got you. So he kept the quarterback tag. <clears throat> um, all right. That's all to get interesting. But uh, anyways, good luck if you need anything tonight, people. Uh, hopefully you get everything you need or hopefully doesn't get everything a manager win but anyway uh have a good one everybody good luck out there we'll see y'all on wednesday when we break down um, gotta talk to greg about this we might have to break saturday football too but anyway have a good one, everybody. We'll talk to y'all later. We're out of here. Peace. Yeah.